morning. Good afternoon. This is NFT culture. Mike, you were supposed to chime in. We're going to go around the block there. What's going on, fellas? Not much. I didn't chime in because I was worried that the echo was coming from me, but. but nope, it's definitely coming from me. Oh, okay. Don't worry about it. No worries. No worries. <laughs> that echo so what's, is what's, tough. Are you, are you actually hearing an echo? I don't hear any for real. Yeah, you're ruining the stream. Okay, I'm, I'm going to mute. I'm just kidding. I mean, I hear it, but it's not a big deal. We already lost a viewer. I'm already muted. Because of the echo. What's up? Oh, just trying to stay on top of all the latest and greatest rumors and speculations and big corporate drops, you know, the usual. What you got going on this week? Man, where should we start? So we have Adidas NFTs. We have Shepard Ferry doing his launch today. We have, yeah, my my grifter, my bad boy that I won the raffle on. <laughs> Shout out to Robinson. Uh, dude, we have uh, <laughs> an animated Rafik Anadol that literally just came onto my radar. And uh, drama with Tom Billu's community. Like, there's so much. Where should we start? Let's talk about the grifter because it's just staring at me, man. Congrats. Yeah. So, the grifter. Uh, so, X Copy has been teasing for a long time. Um, you know, doing this async art, and um, it was a it was a great project, and it was it's it's interesting because um, I'm in the X Copy Discord. I own an Afterburn, um, and so I keep trying to enter these raffles, right? And they're they're going to keep raffling off the the pre pre mint everything or pre sale all those types of things, and I kept missing it. And then um, basically the website was getting ddosed and so they created this other website and you could enter the raffle like on that and it was like a certain percentage were going to be held for current nft holders a small percentage and a current like a certain percent were going to be for everybody and so um two nights ago i was like you know to shout out to topher in our discord he was talking about it and we were you know i was looking at it, he sent the link and like my wallet address wasn't in there. So I was like, screw it. I'm going to bed, whatever. And then like I was in Nevin's underground like a little bit later. And they're like, yeah, there's a, a collector's discord as well, or a collector's list as well. I was like, oh shit. So I got out of bed, came running and I, I was the second to last raffle. And so I picked up my grifter for 0.25 uh, because I had an afterburn. And right now the floor is like over 80. So I'm like, you know, one of 600 plus one of one X copies, like, and you know, like 2021 has kind of sucked, but it's also been like awesome. And it's like, it's definitely, if you were to think about like a smooth wave and like chaos, like this has definitely been a chaotic year. And, uh, you know, the grifter X copy, like really was like a, a, a nice surprise. So, so let me get this straight. So you, you just had your clone X win. And then right after that, you had a, a massive grifter with dude now. Yeah. And then I also got I also, I also got two Adidas uh, NFTs. And I got in the Shepherd Ferry pre-sale. Man, so I just mentioned my Shepherd Ferry. So I'm like, the last 24 hours of like NFTs has been uh, like the best. 
That's a home. Yeah, this stuff really this stuff really snowballs if you have like you know start getting a pretty big library, then you can start getting in all these exclusive drops, and then it's just you know it builds and builds and builds. Yeah, I I thought X Copy gave he gave like a fifteen minute window where anybody could mint. Did I make that up? Because I thought his Twitter post it literally was like fifteen minutes, and I I think I caught it like I don't know maybe forty five minutes after he posted it, but they were all minted by then. Yeah, I mean, I don't know all the details, um, but yeah, there was a window where it was like you could sign up for the pre-sale. And this goes back to like some of the things that really frustrated Rob, um, where because it's on async art, I think was the where was the young and sick one that he minted? Um, no, it was, was a lot of money. It was a lot of money. And it was on uh, Immutables. Um, what was that? It was a collective. The, the collective. collective platform. Yeah. And this is, yeah. And, um, which one was the X copy pumpkin on the same thing, same project. It was, uh, yeah. X copy was there too, but Rob was, he picked up a lot of money. He was complaining about, but yeah, X copy. Was yeah. I mean, same, this, this has the same issue. Right. Um, and like, that's like how, how, how long does that affect it? Right. Because it is an async, uh, blueprints, um, piece, but then like you have to go down here to properties and then look at X copy and then like, you can see like the, the floor right now is 8.8 .8 ETH, um, but it's still under that X uh, async. So if you're looking for an X copy, it's going to be harder to find, which is really interesting. Yeah, but I, but I think the difference is, is like same thing with collective X copies is still expensive on that uh, in that collection, although probably probably lower than X copy typically goes for. But like he's like so popular that people will hunt his stuff down and like his buyers are typically more sophisticated. So that's not a huge barrier, but like if you just take a one step down and I guess if you will in tiers of uh, notoriety, then then it starts to matter, right? You, the pool and sophistication is smaller for the other artists. So I don't think yeah. you have anything to worry about. I think that's still gonna fly. Everybody knows X copy minted that and where to find them. And that's the tough thing is like. I have my afterburn and like the afterburn means like is incredibly special to me. Um, you know, this is, it's awesome to have like one of a one of one of 600 plus, but it's um, right now it's just a little bit less special. And it's like, wait, you know, there's that fine line between like buying a bunch of pieces and, and hodling and like, you know, early on I was a paper hander and now I worry that I've gone the opposite direction where now I just diamond hand everything. And I'm just afraid to, uh, to sell anything where it's like, there is a healthy mix where it's like, you know, can I sell a big piece to support smaller artists, up and coming artists, um, those types of things. It's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. There's stuff in my, in my library, like the kennel club and um, some other like smaller pieces where I just, it's like, I could use the liquidity so that I could participate in more things. So I think about selling them, but then, you know, that worry in the back of your mind, like what if, you know, in the Adidas metaverse, you only get a pet if it's one of these pet projects, like a kennel club or something, and then they become super valuable. So just that, you know, a lot of pieces today, like we always talk about, you know, 99% of nifties will probably go to zero. Um, that doesn't mean you shouldn't buy them, of course, because there's still going to be plenty that are um, going to skyrocket. And I mean, also the art is cool, of course. So that's always a good thing to um, look at. But 
a lot of these projects could potentially still be lottery tickets, even if they're, you know, older things, if the communities are still active and engaged. And so I think holding based on what the community is like, I think really makes a lot of sense. Like it's really hard to get out of a board eight piece. It's really hard to get out of an X copy piece. Um, Pack, of course, has a huge community. Uh, Beeple still has a really huge community. Um, when any of those, the, the community drives development of the ecosystem mm -hmm. and any one of those communities, like holding a, a good piece in a community could end up paying off big if the community can execute on something really cool and novel. Mm. So yeah, it's really hard to let go. I definitely get really attached to all my pieces. I get less attached to random mints that I've done, but you know, my nifty gateway stuff, I'm, I'm attached to all of it. And then a lot of my like well-known mints, I'm definitely attached to them. It's so hard to cash in on anything. Yeah. How about Nifty? Yeah, sorry, go on. No, I was going to yeah. say, Mike, I'm with you 100%. I mean, for the artist stuff, it's less important, I think, because like somebody like a Beeple, like even if the community kind of wanes a little bit that's on Discord, it's still really valuable anyway because it's just art, right? Uh, and not in a negative sense. It's just, it's like Bitcoin, right? It has fundamental value because it's simple and this is what it is and this is why you're buying it. But like the PF, PFP stuff, definitely. The Board Apes. The community is so strong and they've got such a strong developer team. Uh, I don't see that, like even in bear markets, really dropping. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping the clones turn out the same way, but that's yet to be determined. Right. It's obviously got an awesome studio and Nike, but we'll see what the open development team looks like that rallies behind it and tries to monetize that million dollars of uh, commercial rights actually does. Go ahead, Mel. It's going to be tricky, you guys. Yeah. We figured out the echo. It's coming from Mike. Ah. Oh. I'm just kidding. Uh, well, I'm not, but it's fine. It's not that bad. Um, yeah. I, here's the thing. It's like, it's funny. Like, in Nifty Gateway really threaded the needle. Like, you know, with, with how, um, and DC, man, I really don't know the doodles news. I'm investigating. I'm, I'm like asking private discords, like as we speak, trying to find out if I can get any alpha for you on doodles. So if we find anything out while we're on stream, I'll, I promise I'll let you know. Please don't unsub. Um, but like Nifty Gateway's really done a phenomenal job of like, like rebranding, doing the right things. And it's like, uh, I'm, I'm a massive fan. And like the drops they're doing now are really cool. Like, it's like art that you just like hold, like you buy, you hold, and you just, hey, I'm like, it used to be that like you buy it to flip it, right? That was like how I came in it, the DGEN way. And like now I'm like, like part of it is, um, okay, um, part of it is like, you know, you're trying to make some money, right? And once you make a little bit of money, um, you know, the Tyson drop for me is like, I can, I can do two things. Like now I can speculate. Now I can also like buy stuff I love just because I love it. And then like, it's really cool. So like when you think about like how you approach NFTs and everything else, it's like, yeah, like flip, it's totally fine. Like if people see a paper hands, F them, like who cares? But like once you, once you've made enough money or you got lucky, like it's 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 how do you how do you spread your chips enough that when you hit something big, now you're able to collect and hold and like that's the the best feeling in the world. Yeah, you just experienced it this last week. 
with all the wins yeah. you had, Mally. Yeah. Had I not sold, had I not bought that Tyson that you told me to buy at 0. 0.6 and then, and then pumped it to, uh, not pumped it, but saw yeah. it pumped to 15 ETH mm-hmm. and then sell the top. I'm still going to get back into that Tyson. Like, so now I'm like, do I, do I hold on to some of these or do I, there's so many pieces of art like that I want to go back. I, um, my wife's favorite piece was like the slime Sunday. What got her into NFTs was the, um, liquid summer i went and I, I was able to get that for half an eighth like there's a couple other pieces that i'm like looking at that i want to go back and get into so it's like now do i sell something and take a win and like go back and buy all the pieces that i've always wanted like that's the tough thing for me but now you also start thinking of like tax harvesting it's the end of the year like do you wait till january 1st to sell um because you know the tax man's coming I'm just going to send my mecca to harvest.art. I'm just going to be like, you can have Do it. No, you got to hold it, Billy. <laughs> Always have it in your wallet. You look at it every day when you log in. Uh, As a reminder, it'll keep yeah. you honest. He would make a, a lot of money off that one. Now, it's still worth like 0. 0.6, but. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. But it's not just 0. 0.6, though, Mike. You got you to gotta think about the second level effects, second order effects. Like had Mecca not happened, you would have been in clones for sure. Just just think about that. Oh, it's, like wow. it's, like it's like a 12 e swing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, if, if I hadn't about the two things I was looking to buy that day was uh, Mutant X, M, the M2 Mutant Serum mm-hmm. or a Mecca. They were both about the same price. Mm-hmm. M2 Serum went to 13 and Mecca went down to below one. So it's not just yeah. the difference of 60 the loss there. It's really a, like a 12 ETH loss because of the opportunity cost. Oh, that's nasty. Hey, let, I know John, you gotta, you gotta bail pretty quick. Um, yes. And I feel, hold on real quick. I, I want to sit Mike. I'm so sorry. Like that sucks. Mm-hmm. Like the worst feeling like that's, that's the biggest bag you're carrying. You're carrying the weight of the team. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bad bag but you know i have some big wins too so you know he does have the biggest win of everybody here so there's no it doubt about that is. yeah you know, sometimes you win sometimes you don't but at the end of the day that's why it's so important like the mecca i found i kind of like that's the only reason why i'm keeping it is because i went through a bunch and then found what i liked and bought it if i had if i had drawn this if i had paid it um pre-reveal or something and just had a random one that I lost a lot of money on, then that would be much worse. Mm-hmm. Like at least I picked one that I thought looked cool. It just at the end of the day, the prog- the, the project doesn't seem to have any direction. All they do is they do giveaways, and that's it. But yeah, giveaways just aren't worth much in my in my eyes. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. That's... It's uh, it's been a tough. Yeah, the you know it, the the NFTs come and go, man. It's uh, yeah. I think I I think you have the best. NFT to survive any anything ever, um, even though the uh, the Beeple Joe Rogan podcast was somewhat disappointing. We can get to that after John leaves. But John, let's let's get salty for a minute. Well, so I don't know if you all are following what happened with Tom Bilyeu on the uh, legendary key, but I tuned out for a little bit. I came back and Tom had a basically a in session in his Discord talking about outlining the rules for claiming a refund on picking up the legendary key. And I'm like, why is he given a refund? And so I went into the Discord just to ask a question on it. And 
you know, again, this is like I haven't dug in deep, so I could be missing something. But it sounds like Tom is offering discounts on people who bought the legendary key because refunds, refunds, sorry, refunds, because it performed poorly in the secondary market in the short term. So, you know, for me, there, you know, somebody made the comment in there that that's what great leaders do. You know, if if they make mistakes and things don't perform well, then you know, they step up and take responsibility, which is great, right? And I agree 100%, but for me, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure Tom was clear from day one, this was a long-term project and he discouraged people from buying to flip. So I'm not sure why, regardless of what caused the short-term price impact or poor price performance, why Tom would feel motivated or obligated to give these people a refund. Like, we bought it and none of us are even looked at price. Nobody, nobody says even looking at price. We don't care. We know Tom's going to deliver long-term on the project because that's what he said he was going to do. And so, yeah, I get it. The sentiment's great. Like step up and take responsibility, but for what, right? That's, I don't know if you guys disagree or. I don't here's, here's my take. And I'm probably going to echo horribly, but um, Tom is a shrewd, don't forget he's a shrewd investor. Like he knows what the value of those legendary keys is going to be. And he has talked a lot about, he doesn't want to service or cater to flippers. He wants to cater to long-term community members. So he very well could see a way to claw back some value to himself. Like if he thinks that they're worth three ETH each, and people like he just offers people the one ETH and he buys back 500 of them. Then mm. he just made, you know, whatever that is, like a thousand or a thousand ETH. No, I think it's full so, refund. I think it's a full refund on purchase. If you if you bought it three ETH, you have the opportunity to get three ETH back. Sure. Um, and, and so he's going to be sitting on the so they send the keys back and he's going to sit on them. Now, what he does with them there, I think he's going to leave it up to the community to decide like. Does he burn them or does he do giveaways or what? But, you know, it's still a full refund, which is, I don't know, mind boggling. I mean, I think he just knows that the value, he wouldn't do that. I think he he's ultimately, you know, one thing we learned with Nifty Colts is it's very much you become, you know, you're it's you're selling a product and you're you have to have cust good customer service in order to keep your people happy, uh, your customers happy. Their people become your customers in a in a, in a to a large degree. And, you know, Tom probably has a lot of legacy world customers more so than something like Nifty Cult, where we're probably mostly Nifty people. So they kind of understand that, you know, projects can take time to develop. But uh, so he probably wants to ensure that the people who continue to hold the legendary tokens are going to be people who believe in the value of Nifties and the Nifty ecosystem. Because don't forget that, like, a couple of voices can be very loud and can great like people who are happy usually don't say anything you know like we're happy with our legendary key and how much do we participate in this community a little bit not a whole lot and we certainly aren't loud vocal people in his community so like a couple of bad like loud voices can really put a drain on a project so i assume he just wants to try to make sure that he only wants happy people involved in all that stuff yeah if you don't like it get the out you know like that's the thing, like, and we pull our community every month. Like, we do a monthly uh, 
Google form where we ask anyone who's bought an NFT culture token. And, um, you know, there's, there's speculators and we were objective with our roadmap and what we're, what we were doing and what our mission was. And I'm thankful to everyone that, that bet on us and invested on us. And, you know, we told everyone from the get go, like we have a five, 10 year vision. And then it's like, some people get upset and, you know, 20 minutes, like what, why, why hasn't this moon? And it's like, well, like for a Knox team, we have over 60,000 unique visitors on the website. Like we're doing everything we can to deliver value to that token, including whitelists, including content, including free mints, alpha, like everything we can do to provide value we're doing. There's still going to be those unhappy people. And it's like, um, you can't, you can't fix that. Right. There's always going to be a percentage of the population that's unhappy and I commend Tom like to be able to say, hey, look, like he's betting on himself long term. And would you rather have that toxicity stick around permanently? Or would you rather be able to say, hey, look, if you're unhappy, like you made a big investment, you made a big bet. If you think you made a mistake, cool, here's a way out. And now I'm going to decrease the supply. And now there's going to be fewer legendary keys. So hats off to Tom. Um, he's a great dude. You know, we've We've gotten to know him quite a bit. Um, mm -hmm. He and I communicate regularly. Um, I think it's the right play. And I think like, you know, more, more projects are probably going to start doing that. Yeah, I, I, I get, I see it. I see the perspective, try to root out the bad apples. It just doesn't sit right. I mean, something you know, fundamentally in my brain is like, these guys that are complaining bought to flip it even though he told him not to. And now he's just going to give him the money back. And I don't know. It doesn't, I don't know. It sit well with me. Hey, but is it, is that, is that rumor that it's good? They're going to convert to being free mints for all of the future projects. Is that a true rumor or is that? No. Yeah. And I, I think so. Again, I could be wrong, uh, but this is in the discord from what I, I tuned in halfway through the other day. And it sounded like um, if you have a legendary key, you get to participate in, basically every project going forward instead of just, you know, I think it was three or something like that originally. So he definitely upped the rewards on the legendary key. He was looking for ways to drive more value to it because that's what people were supposed to secondary value. Um, there wasn't as much demand for it. And so the price was dropping, but that's a, that's not, that's not a legendary token. It's a, it's the golden ticket from Willy Wonka at that point. Like, it is. Yeah. He's gonna do like this four million Like this, this person's betting his entire reputation on everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also the people that are eligible for the refund. If you don't take it, you get more stuff. I mean, this is like, like over the top, above and beyond. And I made the comment. I feel like people are taking advantage of Tom's wonderful nature. But uh, I mean, kudos to us because we we own one. So good, good for us. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is great news from my perspective. Like either the supply is reduced or I get extra mints. So it's all good. Shout out to Tom. Shout out to Tom for sure. Awesome dude. Hell yes. All right, Mal, before I jet, question for you. Can you drop any alpha right now on Pranksy's last box? What is in there? So right now, I think you have to have all 10 keys. So you had to buy all the previous boxes or buy the keys on the secondary that came in the boxes. And I think to do that, what's it costs like seven ETH. The question is, what's in that last box? So it's got to be something massive because the keys to get that last box is like seven ETH in value, eight ETH in value. So, Mal, 
can you use your underworld connections and drop on the stream what is in that box should we all be buying keys for ae i mean yes but that's not financial advice oh, at all. God, man. And no, I have no idea. But I'd assume, like, I mean, like, uh, here's the thing is I'm not going to be spending 70 to buy yeah. it. Right. Yeah. But that's also because, like, I have a principle that I'll never spend more than two ETH on any NFT that I've missed. And that's just, like, a core principle that I have. And if it changes, I'll tell everyone. But, like, um, I've only spent more than one ETH on an NFT once, and that was for CloneX. Um, and uh, granted, it's collecting a few different NFTs. I mean, I think like to have, if you have all the box, you, you'd assume that like the, the immediate response is it's a Beeple, right? But Beeple's already said that they are not doing a drop because they want to control their supply. Um, you know, is it a ferocious? Mad Dog Jones, um, is it a combination? Like, there's there's a lot of different things that it could be, and I think that the there are very few artists that when they drop something, it, it's going to be worth more than the seventy that it takes to buy it. Mm. But they don't care because there's a lot of holders that have been with them every step of the way, and they've seen value from it through the entire process. So now, um, you know, you're creating value for all your previous holders mm -hmm. and you're able to do that. And so for me, it's less about what's dropping. It's, it's less than like, and this is, this goes back to the Tom Billy comment kind of coincidentally. It's like, whatever comes better be worth more than seven E through the entire process. Wasn't worth it. Well, had you taken advantage of everything the entire time, yeah, you'd be way ahead. Yeah, that's a good point. This is kind of like icing on the top, what's ever in there. How much supply is this thing going to have? Uh, I think as long as you have all 10 keys, you can mint. But I mean, the there's, I think, how did, what is it, Mal? You said 11? Oh, uh, no, 10, I mean, I'm not that close to it. But oh, okay, I, th I think it's, yeah, I think it's 10 keys. So if you have all 10 keys, but I think obviously the, the least, like each key was in the previous boxes. So the least minted box drives how many could potentially but then you had to actually buy every box. So how many people did that? I mean, they were expensive. I think they were one ETH each. So it's been a long journey to get to this uh, to this point. So I mean, it could be a Beeple. Um, it could not be a Beeple. Is, is Pranksy one hundred percent anonymous, or is is pseudo or pseudo anonymous? Mm, I don't know. It's a good question. I'm pretty sure Pranksy's still anon. Um, I'm sure Pranksy has always had a really big bankroll, which is weird. Hmm. Well, that's the thing. It's like Pranksy, Care Bear, um, Loop. Like they've all been. They, they this is the. I'm gonna say something that might not be awesome to say, but I'm gonna say it. Is that like there's like the OG influencers that were like ETH rich and into NFTs early. Then there's the influencers who are like making money pumping projects. Like these are two different things, right? Hmm. Like. Pranksy and, and a lot of them that like bought Bordy Yacht Club, like a magnitude of them early, like they were ETH rich before. And then like now there's a lot of influencers who are trying to create value by um, making money <laughs> and then being able to pump after the fact. So, you know, 
Pranks has been around for a long time. Um, their Twitters existed since 2014. Like they're, they haven't changed Twitters. Like there's a lot there. So um, I trust that Pranksy knows what they're doing. They're, Here's the thing I can say is that if, if you have a few of the boxes, it's worth getting the rest of them. It's it's finding that that the, whatever that lim- like whatever that missing piece is is definitely going to be the bottleneck. Joel, all right, y'all. Like I said, I got to bounce out of here, but before I do, I wanted to part on Aku. They are uh, Chapter Seven this Sunday, Nifty Gateway. Um, if you're not a part of the Aku experience yet, then you're not a part of the most meaningful project, according to me, in the space. So I will end with that. Bounce out of here. See you later. See you, dude. See you. I want to talk about this for a minute. Rafiq has an animated one of one that's live right now. Man, these are so awesome. His animated ones are so super sweet. I would love to own one. It's perfection. Like that definitely makes me feel better about all the dilution, but I wonder how many Rafiks you have to have in order to be able to combine them into something like this. I don't know. I'm hoping for the, for the flow pieces that I bought um, because I get the prints. I'm going to have four signed prints of Rafik like come January, which is like really exciting. But you, like this is just a beautiful piece. Do we get a uh, sign print? Oh, we do get sign prints for the NYC one. Yeah, we're gonna get a sign print for the NYC, and then because I bought um, the three on Mika Art, I'm gonna get three that go together. Um, but that's the thing is like I love all my art. Where do I start putting this stuff? Like if you'd asked me two, I made this joke before. It's like if you'd asked me two years ago how into art I'd be. Uh, yeah, I was always into art. I was always doodling and drawing, but it's like. You know, I would have, it's, it's funny because I found out that I was spending thousands of dollars on NFTs, but I didn't have a physical Takashi Murakami. So it's like, of course, like, why would I not have that physical Takashi Murakami? But uh, yeah, this one of one is already to 72 E. So we're not going to, we're not going to be able to get this one. Hey, the, the physicals for the NYC drop, are they going to be the same one that you minted? Are they going to be like one single th- replicated one that he signs i don't know i um i could see that it would be like a random of like if i were him i would do like a random of five right so there's what a thousand of them total so like let's say like there's you know so for instance takashi murakami does around 300 of each print and he signs them all so like i would assume like it would be really cool if he just picked the five favorites and his five favorites and then random distribution of those five uh, to keep that supply kind of in line. I think like to just the logistics of printing out a thousand different pictures and then finding out the wallets that own them and then signing them and offering the ability to send to them is incredibly tedious. Like that, the cost, the, the operational cost is just too high from my perspective. Yeah, that's true. Although, yeah, the expensive part is just Rafiq signing all of them, isn't it? Because he'd have to spend all this time. You could just get a bunch of interns together to deal with maybe, all, but yeah. But then I'm you have to say, like, all right, what what happens if you mess up once? And like, I yeah. have mine. Like, 
what happens if, like, for instance, Rob spent four or five ETH on one that he really liked and he gets someone messes up and he doesn't get the one he really likes? Yeah. Like, you have to ensure it's perfect and it's true. Um, you know, I, briefly, you know, we've been going for 30 minutes. What do you think about this? Uh, the Adidas drop, it's going live in 17 minutes, 20,000. Oh, wow. Early access. Okay, okay so they minted out the early access. Here's my here's my thing with the Adidas. I have an ape, so ape wor- ape merch is worth something to me. Like I've bought basically all of the ape merch that can be bought, and most of the pieces were around a hundred bucks each. Will you bring that basketball tomorrow night? Yeah, I got the poster too. I got two things for you. So uh, you know everything that I've, I've bought is usually around a hundred bucks. So for me, it four guaranteed physical pieces, granted, some of them aren't necessarily ape, ape stuff, although at least two of them will be ape things, but that's, you know, 400, $400 granted. I don't know what I'm going to do with an Adidas tracksuit, but, uh, you know, that covers half the cost for me personally. So it, I was probably going to do it anyway. Um, I don't love that the virtual, I mean, the digital aspect to it is so limited. Like they spent most of their time driving physical world value. And it's real question marks what the digital world value is. I wish they would have kind of spent a little bit more time driving digital value and then just back that up with the physical pieces. But granted, they're a physical apparel company. And so this is probably a window into what we're going to see in the future with this kind of corporation entering in um, to the space. But the digital experience, the digital part of the value is um, virtual world experiences, basically. So that could be something like we're going to create an Adidas um, environment inside a sandbox, and then you'll be able to tour that environment. Or maybe it'll be some sort of um, game or some sort of experience inside of one of these worlds. Well, I mean, like, the like the board ape yacht club even the white hoodie from uh ape fest is like 380 dollars on ebay oh nice like yeah rat. that white uh, one eat yeah like this set, my... <laughs> it's sick yeah Whatever. and like the seven like the uh the original um the original uh we're switching to sushi tomorrow i'm getting the live feed they have the uh, quail eggs um okay. uh the <laughs> the uh the uh, Board Ape Yacht Club, like the, the the black one that we all got, was up to like seven hundred dollars on eBay. So like, mm-hmm. even by itself, I think like there's a lot of that that's just like super valuable for me. Like maybe I'm going out on a limb and I do that from time to time. It's like, like okay, they're not going to acquire Pixel Vault. Like Pixel Vault wants to buy a soccer team, um, but like they have to do more than just own one ape. Right. So like, okay, do they use this to build the Adidas equivalent to a clone X? Right. Like that would be my thing. And so when you think about kind of the mint pass and those types of things, I really think like that's the direction that they're heading. And the way they set it up, they had the character, they had the ape, they had it flipping. Like I suspect there's going to be something there. And then if you look at the contract, there's a burn mechanic built on the contract. Some mm-hmm. people say you have to burn the, um, like, I'm not going to spend 0.2 ETH and burn it to buy a track suit. No. It's not there. 
No, for sure. I think it's no, I don't think you're gonna have to burn it to claim anything because how would you claim all four pieces? I don't know. So I will say that, you know, that was another thing that like I was on the fence because I hadn't seen what the actual piece of art is. And I was even talking to Topher. Shout out to Topher in the Discord because he's a super um participatory community member and I always appreciate that. Um but I was talking it talking with him and I was like, I wish we could see what the art that's going to be attached to the nifty would look like because at the end of the day, I'm a lot happier buying something that I like to look at than buying something that I don't like to look at if it ends up being worth nothing. So when I finally saw on the men's site, that little 3d toy looking thing in the toy box, I thought that looked just really cool. I think it's, I think they did a really good job. I mean, I'm not an expert animator or anything. So maybe somebody like paper D would be like, no, it's terrible animation, but in my eyes, it looks like really solid animation. They got their artist team to do a really good job on that piece. So I think that is kind of proof of what you're saying, where if they did decide to do a larger, kind of more artistic project, or even maybe these virtual experiences might be like really, really impressive. Um, so yeah, it they, there's a lot of potential there. Part of it was like, there was a little bit of me, like it's kind of weird to say you want to support a corporation um, so that part's weird, but part of me was like, you know, having like all this investment dollars put pumped into the community is really good for all of us and really good for the technology. So part of me wanted to support it just so that it's successful so that it becomes, you know, it takes the, it allows people to kind of see that this is a real thing, um, when these projects are successful. Yeah, I mean, and it legitimizes, you know, the fake internet money and the fake internet art, right? Like, it's like, how can you, how can you continue to doubt the fact that, like, you know, there was, we, we tweeted about it, but it's like, you know, the, the, there's another, every week, it's like, oh, yeah, the internet's a fad, like those, those things come up. And it's like, yeah, digital ownership is a fad. No, like, the fact that we can do these things. And, you know, we've, we've been having these conversations lately where, like, there's so much crazy stuff. Like, this morning I was talking, and if if anyone goes back to our YouTube, I was talking to Futera, and I uploaded it a, a little bit ago. And, like, Futera is is a UK-based company. They've got – they do physical trading cards and, and merch and everything. They work with Liverpool and all these brands. And, like, they're, they do tr trading cards. And, like, they're coming into the NFT space. Like, they're going to buy – or create an Asian football or soccer team that enters that. And like their token holders are going to have votes on like the decision that that makes. And so when you think about like true decentralization, that it actually matters, mm -hmm. uh, it's insane. And obviously it's not going to happen with Nike or Adidas, but just the fact that they're, they're coming in here and legitimizing the space is like, really incredible and really awesome. And you start to see like the, the hints of conflict. Like if I have a shoe deal with Nike, I'm likely not going to be able to have an eight. Like, but what that does, or I can have an eight, but I can't make my eight, my profile picture. Oh, but if you have a shoe deal with Adidas, you won't be able to have a clone X. Exactly. Oh. But that's going to be in the contracts. Like these, yeah. these contracts are going to be like, you can have this NFT. You can't have that NFT. 
And like million dollar idea right here. Wait, I just thought of one. Okay. As is tradition, if you're watching me and Malachi on happy hour, there's usually going to be one million dollar idea just worked into the conversation at some point. Here's the million dollar idea. You start a company and what you do is all you do is you write a, um, either a web three engine or just contracts. And basically all it does is it takes in a list of people and then what pieces they're not allowed to own. And then it just checks to see if those people own those pieces or not. And then it can have some sort of fining system built into it. So like if you accidentally get gifted, if you're a Nike guy and you get gift or gifted an ape or you're an Adidas guy and you get gifted a um, clone X, then it just immediately forces you to transfer that out and then fines you like a thousand dollars or something. Shame. Exactly. Shame. You should call it shame.xyz. <laughs> yeah, shame.xyz. Oh, man. Another one. Gobble Gang got bought. I know. Is shame.xyz available? Should I even try? I'm sure somebody will, somebody listening to this will probably snap it up. All right. Yeah, that's, I, won't, uh, I won't go get it. Because that's the cool thing. But that's the cool thing about the digital property situation is you can build all of this ecosystem off of it. Like, that's why stuff like Graph and Chainlink and all this, um, all these layers on top of Ethereum are awesome and have a lot of potential. Is um, and stuff like Morales too, which I want to look into more. But they drive this ecosystem where you can actually programmatically enforce rules and contracts, like in the physical world. Like, and this is where I really think the value of this world is. Is like in the physical world you'll have a contract that only lawyers understand and they barely understand it themselves. It's a piece of paper filed at a county office somewhere, or maybe in a, a lawyer's vault somewhere, but like there's no way to enforce it until somebody is just happens to see in the contract that you violated it. And then you have to sue somebody and go to court with um, physical. I mean, with the, with smart contracts, you can have programmatic enforcement of everything in the contract. You basically say, look, every time you make a transaction, you have to do it through this contract. You can't make a transaction not through this contract. And the contract is going to check whether the thing you're trying to buy is restricted by your sponsorship. And if it is, it'll just reject it. That way you don't have to worry about, you know, whether this is allowed or not. So I think... There's so much um, cleaner and more efficient ways to enforce contracts between people in the in the in this digital space, and so eventually people are going to get it and they're going to just pile in. Um, it might be years before that is the case, though. But I mean, that's awesome. Like the and there's also the gamification element to that. Like your grand oh, yeah. pack is is alluding to a piece of that too. Like. If you have this in your token and you're in your wallet and something else comes, like the result is something else happens. Oh, I know. And so like there's some really cool elements that are gonna be coming uh from that. Hey, I did I, I wanna go, I wanna keep going at least until I wanna see the momentum of the Adidas drop. We got six minutes. Okay. So hopefully we can go till then. But uh, I did want to talk briefly about another piece of art that like really is special to me. Um, yeah, tell me, tell me more about this guy. I actually haven't heard about this guy. Yeah, so Shepard Fairey is uh, one of the the OG like 
artists in the space, not even in the space, like artists like of all time. So um, Shepard Ferry has been around forever. Um, he, uh, he went to RISD, Rhode Island uh, School of Design. Um, and like he came on my radar um, around the first Obama. Like I knew of him a little bit before then, like the, on- so this is the Obey um, stencil. Right. And so like it's Andre the Giant and he would be doing these things where he would go do these stencils and it, it became infamous for a long time. And Shepard Ferry really became prominent um, in the 2000, prominent to non crypto native folks um, or not crypto native. Sorry, I'm trying to pull it up. But um, he became prominent with like general public. Uh, around 2008. And the reason he became prominent was because he did this. And so he, he you know, he became one of the biggest names. He, he helped Obama with the campaign with hope and uh, really, really came into notoriety. But when you think about kind of the stuff that he had done, there was this documentary that really resonated with me and it was called Exit Through the Gift Shop. Um, and exit through the gift shop. A high, it's like required watching for anybody. In fact, I'm going to try and convince Natalie to let us watch it again tonight. It came out in 2010. And um, it's this documentary about Banksy and Shepard Fairies in it. And there's this guy named Mr. Brainwash. And Mr. Brainwash is like this like guy who's like exploiting all these things. And it's like this like um, graffiti artist's haven. But what's really interesting is that like Mr. Brainwash becomes this caricature. And I don't want to spoil it, but there's I'm gonna spoil it. I don't care. Um, like it's still worth watching, even though I'm gonna spoil it. If 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 you're watching live or recording, like skip ahead 30 seconds. But um, if you care. But uh, Mr. Brainwash in, in hindsight, like created all this art and like exploited this, made a bunch of money, and then like um, there's rumors that like Banksy created Mr. Brainwash. And so like, actually, if you own the art that Mr. Brainwash, it's like a derivative of Banksy because Banksy like created the concept of it. So like Shepard Ferry just became like just one of the, the quintessential artists that I started following for the last, you know, 12 plus years. And so then for me, it was really interesting to just see like, Oh wow. Like, so n- now when you think about um, what's going on, right, we have um, we have one of the greatest mirrorless of all time we, who's like, undoubtedly incredibly influential in terms of everything that's going on, creating their first NFT and they're launching, you know, 7,400 unique NFTs, 0.1. I was lucky enough to get into the pre-sale um, and what they did was really interesting is that um, depending on when you signed up, you had a slot that your uh, your mint time started at. And so um, like there, there were people that could pre-mint their uh, whitelist like 30 minutes before me, 10 minutes before me, five minutes before me. And then I had my slot and I could come in later, obviously. But like the longer I waited the more likelihood that like the pre-sales were going to be sold out. And so like, there's just so much really cool innovations happening right now. It's just really interesting. And I think like for me, this, this piece um, 
when you think of like the quintessential artists for me of our time from Takashi Murakami and Shepard Fairey, it's like the fact that they're embracing this medium and they're taking it seriously is like inspiring. Like it legitimizes like the year plus that we've spent building the, the website, which is our most prominent piece, but YouTube and everything else. It's just so awesome to say, Hey, we're ending a rough year for a lot of folks, a rough year for us, an awesome year for us, a dramatic year, a draining year, a joyous year. And then as we end it, we get to to see the fruits of our labor, both in terms of everything that's going on, but also like awesome artists that are coming into the space and uh, legitimizing the platform. It's just truly inspiring. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And I love how people continue like, like if you, you can almost tell like, I'm going to talk about smart contracts again, which I know this only appeals to a certain sort, but you can almost tell like what era a smart contract is from, from, I mean, what month it was from, from 2021, just by like, like looking at what features it has inside of it. And I love that people are continuing to innovate. Like even like after we've been doing this together for a year, they're still coming up with interesting and novel ideas. Like, the idea of having a whitelist and probably oversubscribing it, I assume you had a lot of whitelist people and they were like, well, we don't want to give all of our nifties away to the whitelist. We want to preserve some for the public sale. How can we do that? Well, one approach could be let's schedule those time windows. So, you know, is it a perfect approach? No. Is it a really clever and um, potentially successful at achieving their goal approach? Absolutely. So I love hearing like little small, like those little small innovations are really interesting uh, I definitely want to check out that contract now. Is um, is he minting just he's minting on his own website or where is he minting that at? Is yeah, it it's, it's um, and I'll send you the smart contract after this, but it's obeygiant.com, nft.obeygiant.com. Okay. And yeah, absolutely. Like, and like, once again, it's just like, this is one of the most important artists in my opinion like art is subjective but like everyone's seen this even if they don't realize they've seen it or how they've seen it and so the fact that you know obey giant is going to have one and this is the opposite approach of like adidas right it's fewer than ten thousand, less than what's point one which is a little bit expensive from some perspective but for me it's just um you know, it's, I'm lucky and thankful that like, like I said, the last 24 hours have been like X copy to Adidas NFTs and Obey Giant is like, wow, it's Christmas and, yeah. or whatever holiday you celebrate. But for me, it's Christmas. For sure. So I guess it hasn't sold out yet. So, but the public sale will probably be crazy. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, it goes at public sales tomorrow. They haven't said when. Um, if OpenSea wasn't down, I could check and see how many have been minted. Um, but OpenSea is just not working. Man, they're having a rough day today. Yeah, I wonder why. I don't know. There's, oh, there's been a lot dude, of like Amazon. Dude, dude, dude. What happened? What you got? Dude, dude. Is Malik We're a minute late. <laughs> what? We're a minute late. No. Instant? Instant. 10,000. 
Insane. Dude, what did gas spike up to? I got to check gas real fast. Jeez. No wonder open seas down. That is crazy. <laughs> Instant. 10,000 NFTs in a minute. Oh, geez. I can't even get... I don't know. This might be... I can't get EtherSand, the gas station, to even load. Oh, yeah. You can't even get to OpenSea because you're getting clobbed. Gas. Oh, my God. It's so high. It's it's 1,800 for average, 1,914 for high. They just how many how many failed transactions are going to be on that contract? Oh my god! I've never this is a, I got a screenshot. This this is the highest I've ever seen. Share your screen, dude. Here I'll share. Hold on. This is the joys of laptops, man. They're so hard to use. Oh, uh, you don't have to share if it's a laptop. Yeah, no, it'll be weird because it'll be the it'll loop the video. Yeah, I guess. The thing that sucks is there are so many pending transactions right now. Yeah, because, man, I have never seen high be 19. Like, the, the graph on Etherscan doesn't even load. It's broken because of how large these numbers are. Uh, just to send, okay, this is crazy. If you want to send a transaction, which is the cheapest thing you can do, just send somebody money on an Ethereum platform. Cheapest thing to do on Ethereum platform takes 21,000 gas. If you want to do that, it's $156. Typically, it's when it's expensive, it's like $14. So we're like 10x normal prices right now. It's starting to die down a little bit. So what that means is there's a lot of failed transactions that are still paying the ridiculous gas prices. Yeah, failed transactions. <laughs> oh, man. I'm looking at the pending transactions right now. So it's weird because it must have been bots. It had to have been bots. That's the only explanation. Bot, well, I mean, the bot army must have hit that because there's no way a human would have gone in and put in 2,000 in gas, 2,000 guay. No one would do that. We have on, on Nevin's Underground, like we've, we've recommended. But enough people to slam out 10,000 mints, though, going in and yeah. doing. Because that would be, that's 5,000 different wallets had to do it. It'll be interesting to look at the distribution. It'll be interesting to look at. But here's the other thing. If someone's willing to pay 2,000 gas, that means you should have bought two. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that was a mistake. Well, I knew I should have bought two whenever I went on OpenSea and I saw one sold for, some of them sold for one ETH and some of them sold for 0.6 ETH. Yeah. It's a, it's going to, I mean, it could come down for a little bit, but at least we have a few. Yeah. It's going to be a good project. I'm, I'm glad I got my one. So maybe that'll lift the Mechaverse curse. Dude, you've already lifted the Mechaverse curse. I don't know. Oh, with Pack, I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm still not in the, in the green with Pack. We'll see. I mean, Pac, we'll see how Pack plays out. Here's a provocative question. Do you think people are getting tired of Pack? And like the antics, like kind of every being... time this is this happens every time. I was super fed up with pack after the cube thing. Look but at the cube, like in hindsight, the cube is like the best project ever. I know. So, here's what I learned with pack first off, you got to be in it not as an immediate flipper, you can flip it, but you better wait. 
And second off, he's he's pushing the boundaries of what you can do with a project more than anybody else. So I think him and Beeple have kind of, I feel like the top two artists are Beeple and Pack in Nifties. And they've carved off little niches and they clearly, it's almost, I don't think they are colluding or anything, but they don't trample on each other's niches. Beeple's thing is he wants to bridge physical and metaverse. And Pack's thing is he wants to have his artwork not be the art, but to be the thing, the entire bubble. And his, so his stuff is always going to like push the limits of what humans will tolerate. It's kind of weird, but kind of awesome, but also kind of like bad. But if you were just somebody who, you know, bought a M1 mass, like I was saying in the discord. So for people who are curious about stuff like this, like if there's a big drop, like a pack drop, go in our discord and you will definitely find really good information. So one of the things I was harping on was the most lucrative from a percentage basis of pack was an M1 because it's, I always talk about blue chip artists have a utility value, utility price of whatever the cheapest thing in the, in that artist collection is, is always going to be overvalued because it's going to be the easiest, most accessible thing for everybody to get into. And that M1 was going to be the new utility piece. And look at how the floor on those is 700. I mean, it got up to 1300 for a while. And I hate quoting prices in dollars, but it's Nifty Gateway. So it kind of is what it is. But, you know, so it's guaranteed double your price. Now, the question is, if you have an M1, should you hold it or should you sell it? And I don't know the answer there. So, I mean, every time we doubt pack, it's it's the same thing. And it, it is really interesting when you think about it. It's it's interesting with not even just the, the top artists, but it's even the same with like PFP projects. Like the movement happens at the floor and the, the ceiling, mm -hmm. right? And the the middle ground is incredibly subjective. Like, do you want like, you know, the 50% rarest ape? Like, no, you want like either something cheap that you can flip in and out of, mm -hmm. or you want like something super rare. So like the percentiles start mattering. And like pack it, took that and innovated it to say, hey, yeah, you can have the cheapest, but you can only have one. Right. <laughs> like if you want that one, that's great. So you can flip it for double. But that's it. Yeah. And yeah, then you start moving into, um, oh, man, one of my buddies, he's still pending. He, oh, he's no. Not gonna well, you better it. cancel no. that. You need to tell him to cancel that quick or he's going to lose his gas. Well, the ga the, the 1155, they fixed a lot of that gas issue. Like uh, the MetaMask and the network uh, got a lot more efficient, right? Well, if let's say you let's say gas spiked to 1500 and you tried to purchase one because you were sitting on it at your computer too long and MetaMask estimates the gas at 1500 when you submit that sure it'll fail it'll only use like 30,000 gas to fail but you'll still end up paying 100 bucks. Yeah, no, but um yeah. So it's always better to cancel is what I'm saying. In no, it's not. Not anymore. Well, I'll cancel the right way. 
if like let's say his transaction keeps pending and you can i guess well yeah because a lot of only, contracts have it's only twenty one thousand. it's provably better to cancel because it's only twenty one thousand gas to cancel it's provably for some yes no well if if you don't speed up the cancel oh yeah there's definitely some gray area. I will give you that. And MetaMask doesn't take that into account. Most times now, it's better to just leave it and let it fail. Oh, you can't say most. Sometimes you have to say. Sometimes. I know superlatives are dangerous. Yeah. Uh, in situations like this, it's better to just leave the it, network. It, it might be better in this one because the network's all effed anyway. Because yeah. what's going to happen is like there's still congestion. And now there's a bunch of people trying to cancel and they're trying to speed up their cancels. And yeah, so like, if you want to speed up your cancel to do it, like if the value of canceling your transaction means you can do another trend. So let's say there's two great drops happening simultaneously and one drop is way better than the other. It may be worth speeding up your cancellation yeah. to get into that other drop. But for this, because of the network congestion, leave it alone because yeah. you're, you're going to pay the money and like, even if you do it at your price, you're going to be after the fact anyway. Yeah. So it'll it'll already have been resolved before you can cancel it. Right? Yeah. If you, if you, because of the network congestion, when you try to put in your cancel, it'll end up putting in higher gas price than what your original transaction was probably going to go through for, if it even goes through. So yeah, gas is so complicated. And like, here, I mean, we're going to have to do an analysis on these, like buys because it's insane. Like I was like, oh man, like shipper ferry, yay, 501. All right, let's see. There's gotta be at least like 3,000. Nope, so that. Done. Yep. Do you think the floor goes to five ETH or 10? On the Adidas one or the Shepherd one? Adidas. Dude, that sold out instantly. I don't know. It can't go to, I, I don't think it goes to 10. I could see it going to five. I mean, I can see. Yeah, I mean, like, I think the, the, the floor settles. Like Adidas versus Nike. Here's the thing with Clonex. Is Clonex a proxy for Nike? Some of the now, yes. have Nike swoosh shirts. Did you notice that? Yeah. So weird, those Nike swoosh shirts. I mean, here's the thing. What if, what if this is a mint pass and we don't know it? And what if Kanye is somehow involved? <laughs> is he is he affiliated with Adidas? Is that his thing? Bro, are you serious? Oh, I don't know, man. I'm not a Kanye fanboy. I'm not going to make it, bro. <laughs> I'm on the wrong side. You can't get me. Bro, Yeezy season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Kanye's, uh, Dude, what if that's I, not, one of the virtual experiences? I mean, I think I think that if uh, if Yeezy, oh, I'll sell all my stuff. If Kanye's involved, they won't. See, he's polarizing. He'll make he'll make he'll make, he'll make coin. Yeah, like it's like we're getting them all riled up. <laughs> See, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like. If this Nike Adidas thing is like a rivalry, like a community rivalry sort of situation, which it seems primed for, for whatever. That's why they bought Artifact. They had to get ahead of Adidas. 
Yeah. Somehow they found out what was going on with Pixel Vault and this drop because this drop has been coming for some time. And so Nike was like, cool, artifact. And what's funny is like Takashi Murakami works with, uh, you know, Cuddy and Kanye and everyone else. Like, like this, this this is the quote. This is it. That's it. Yeah. 2022 is going to be bonkers. I know. And I mean, like, here's the thing. There's 100% certainty that Kanye is going to do some sort of NFT. There's 100% certainty that Kanye has made Adidas a ton of money off Easy Brand. True. There's, that's it. I mean, Kanye will be involved in some capacity. Now I know what it is. I was asking you earlier, why are you so excited about this Adidas thing? Now we're getting the truth. But now I'm really pissed off that I, like, if they go to five, then I'm going to be really pissed off that I didn't buy two because the nice thing about two is free five one, and you're still in. So that was really stupid. So you should have pinged me before I executed that transaction, not after. Yeah, I I thought we had time, and I apologize. And we should we just need to talk every morning. I already have the general principle. Okay, uh, I'm watching gas just to give an update. Gas is back down to 257, which is still high, but is not 1800. So all those transactions should be through now. So I'll do an audit later and put in our Discord just how bad it was, how bad the carnage was. But uh, yeah, anytime you have the opportunity to buy two on a whitelist, then probably it's worth it. Like if it, if it makes sense to buy one of something on a whitelist, it probably makes sense to buy two of something. If you don't have enough conviction to buy two, then you probably shouldn't buy any. Yeah, that's, well, I mean, there is that speculate. The, the thing that we've learned is that like you buy one and then like you get stuck with it. Cause you're like, Oh man, like there's so much speculation. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing is like, people are selling these for half an ETH right now. And like the cost, the cost basis for like that last blip in this private uh, chat I'm in is like 0.56, including gas per NFT. Yeah. So the fact that like right now you could go in and buy one for 0.49 is less than the people that were getting in. Yeah. What's the deal with that? Doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I might go buy another one. I mean, now that gas is back down, it's way cheaper to just buy the 0.4. It's it's trickling up. It's going to be fun to watch. Like, we don't know. We could be wrong. I know. It's but all speculation. It's still double the money, right? I think yeah. this is the floor. It's been fun. Cool. Um, everyone, join our Discord. Yeah. We're fun. We're awesome. Uh, the token is super cheap right now if you can load um open sea um you know we have the private discord we chat about a bunch of things we're active we give insights we rank projects based on objective statistics um follow us on twitter follow us here please like and subscribe we've got a five-year plan we're not going anywhere any final thoughts well, I wish we could have gotten into some Beeple gossip, but it's all good. Everybody know, everybody on Discord and everywhere knows that I'm in a Beeple rabbit hole right now because I'm working on the Human One uh, contest. So, do you want to do a Beeple stream tomorrow, or do you want to here go to your Beeple now? Let's do it. Go to my Beeple. I can't. No, all right, so give us the Beeple Alpha. 
Oh, people alpha. Okay, so people are wondering whether, okay, this is crazy. People are wondering whether that a different sunset thing on uh, Nifty Gateway, if it's a Beeple. I personally don't think it is. So people are paying sixteen to $20,000 for a piece on the speculation that it's Beeple. Um, I don't think it is. Now, could there be a Beeple in that collection or some other big name artist? It's very possible. I haven't figured out which one is most likely to be some big artist. Um, there's a tell that Beeple has in his uh, more recent stuff. Like Beeple, he does like on a given year, he has a style and then he tries to do a new style in a new year. And the piece in that um, collection doesn't have his tell that he's been kind of doing lately. So I don't think it's his. That's the alpha. So if you were, I doubt, I mean, I doubt there's a lot of people out there who are thinking about dropping that 20K on a possible people. Now, here are some real alpha. You want some real crazy stuff? That's what I'm asking okay. for. Come on, let's go. Here's some real crazy. I guarantee you no one who watches this will know of this. Okay. Is OpenSea still down? I can't drop it. No, it's back up. Okay, go to OpenSea and search right. for... ETH Denver 2020. Spaces, no spaces. I don't know. 2021 or 2020? 2020. ETH Denver 2020. Well, there's no ETH Denver 2020. Beeple's a room? No. Okay, so apparently, which I didn't know, there was this art festival in 2020 in... No, it wouldn't be 2021. See, someone's screwing with you. Maybe it's Denver yeah. ETH 2020. Say, just do ETH Denver, all one word. You get any hits? Oh, there it yeah. is. Oh, verified. Okay. Okay, now scroll through here. And I'll tell you when to stop. It'll be obvious when you're supposed to stop, assuming OpenSea decides. Is to there a penis it. in it? No, there's nothing that'll get us demonetized too badly. No, but I just mean like that would mean it's. Okay, stop cool. here. I think it's. Nope, keep going. Keep going. There you go. Oh, Operation Wolf. Yeah, this is definitely people. Yeah, but you see. No, it, you no see, both of them. You see two of them right there. Yeah, these are both Beeple-esque. Yes, those are actual Beeples. Those are the first two Beeple nifties ever put on the internet. And they were last exchanged for one ETH. So someone out there, throw down a two ETH offer on these and see if you can get one of these. The people... Well, they likely already know. Well, that's the weird thing is the people aren't active anymore. I went through both... I went through both of the owner's accounts. I probably should have told you this alpha price. Well, someone already had put a five ETH offer on this a year ago. Okay, a year ago. Okay, so that one's a little bit. Oh, that's B188ADCE. I know that guy. Yeah. So these are either dead or not going anywhere. Check out what's the, does this one have any offers or any past? Well, This one, wow. 
Okay, so some people try to snipe it a while back, but nothing active though. Yeah, I mean, like then you start looking at the activity of the wallet to say, okay, like okay, this person. Now they're both dead. Yeah, nine months ago is the their last activity. So this person basically got out of NFTs. Oh, they own Sandbox. It, it, that guy owns a lot of Sandbox. Just sitting Sandbox on it. two years ago. I know, just sitting on it. That's wild. Probably doesn't even know what they have. He's got like 200 ETH generational wealth in there. That guy could just retire, sell his sandbox and retire. He's they probably working some. Rate. He's probably working some job at Best Buy, and he's like, "No, don't say that. That's mean. You be kind. I know the world needs happiness and joy. I know. I know. Let's not judge hypothetical <laughs> folks. They're probably they're probably on an island and are like, "F sandbox. I've got a bunch of beeples. True. Okay, but those are the first two beeples ever put on the internet for sale. And the question is, is whether they're actual um, orthodox beeples or not. They might have been um, not necessarily approved by. These are the questions Joe Rogan should have asked. That was a waste of two hours. I love Joe, but geez, that was a not. You could tell Joe Rogan wasn't that interested in NFTs. Yeah, probably Jamie wanted him on there because Jamie had already knew all this information. But yeah, I was disappointed. It wasn't fair to people. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. I mean, he's going to do his own thing. He's the sort of guy who just does his own thing and doesn't really necessarily get faced by stuff too much. So I don't think it's, I think it's cool that he was on a big podcast and he went on Jimmy Fallon. I think that was awesome. Um, Just because it kind of builds a little bit of awareness and he's not a bad personality to build awareness. He's pretty funny to just listen to. Uh, He's not like off putting or anything. So I think, I mean, some of his artwork is a little bit out there for sure. I love the way he was talking about, like, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't think we can I talk mean, about here's the, here's the, here's stuff the, he was talking about without demonetization kicking in. But I mean, here's the thing is, like, my favorite piece that I don't own, my favorite NFT I don't own right now is Into the Ether. Yeah, those have been ticking back up. I mean, there was that one freak sale at 8.5, which. Yeah, I mean, it's 25 ETH, and I don't have that. And I probably never will. No, there's. And by the time I do have 25 ETH, it'll be 400 ETH. Yeah. There's been some big people coming in and snapping up the beeples lately, too. So I'm not exactly sure why. What's driving that other than his just general awareness? He's got a lot of awareness outside of. Um, nifties so that might be driving it a little bit but absolutely yep all right well that's all i got well thanks for reframing i'm sorry we didn't get to it i'm glad we stuck around to do it yeah it's been fun we got to do at least a couple next week right yeah the holiday sounds good any final thoughts no that's it all right well it's been fun thank you everybody subscribe like Joy, happiness, be kind to each other. Thanks, everybody. Bye.